0: listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're here. This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're at the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton, ready for a bang-up show. Episode 7. It's Episode 7.
1: I feel very Olympian.
0: (laughs) I think the Olympics are on, so we're all feeling kind of Olympian. We have uh, Andreas Morris, Jeff Paulus, and our special guest tonight, is Daryl Fordyce. Daryl, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, d How are you? Uh, I rock. Yeah. yeah, I rock. And in fact, I'm wearing my rock shirt. This, this is an honor of ESG and their leader, yeah. Marcus Glukes, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. The supporters mm-hmm. group. It's I got my Aaron Maiden shirt with yeah. Eddie on the cover.
2: Nice union there as well. Union <laughs> nice <seeing you> Jack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
0: we got all kinds of things coming your way for this show. Um, first off, though, we want to continue to mention that the first round has a Sunday fun day. You can head on down to their uh, patio until the end of this month, which is August. So August thirty first is when it ends. And uh, don't forget to jump on board the tickets uh, for FC Edmonton's next home game, mm-hmm. which is on the fourteenth against also, Minnesota. Sunday. United. Yep. Sunday this Sunday certainly is a fun day. This coming Sunday is
1: also That is it, Sunday fun day. It yeah. is it is Sunday the fun Plus, day. Plus I think they've extended patio hours so I think
3: We're here. After oh, the, here?
1: Well, just across the province the uh What is it? AGLC of Extended Patio Hours. Awesome. So you can see the match come come
3: here? Yeah, yeah. People are having a go at the NDP. Come on. And people are having a go (laughs) at the Social Democrats.
0: (laughs) But don't forget the packages you can get. You can get for 20 bucks. You get into the game. You get a free hot dog and a pop included in that. Uh, It's always fun coming down on FC Edmonton match anyway. Going to get things rolling with Mr. Fordyce right away. We're going to bang right into uh, the life and times of Daryl Fordyce. (laughs) Yeah?
2: You ready for it? I'm ready for it. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Where? Belfast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> the, See, yeah. I'm just winding you up the, now, buddy. <laughs> the greatest country on earth after Canada. Once I get my permanent residency. Once <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, when's, laughs> you get that. Well, you know, that's but, be a, that's, but
0: that's a good question. I mean, yeah. you're you're shooting to become a permanent resident of Canada. Yeah. How soon does that? Ter- what's the process been?
2: First, <laughs> um, the lawyers just filed in the the application. I just got an email yesterday, uh-huh. and that's all in. It's all done. Um, there was a few things missing out on my behalf, and I filled it in, and it's all set. So it looks good. Hey, has the comments? lawyer
3: given you a time frame?
2: He did, yeah, didn't he? Uh, he gave me, was it 48 months it could be? 48. Not 48. Four to eight months. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think you're going to fall into the six-month category <laughs> yeah. here, and you should probably get it around January is what we're hoping for. Yeah. So, yeah. That's of course, awesome, Great, buddy. Well, great news um, for Eddie's yeah, fans
3: because, um, you know, obviously, can we mention? Of course. Yeah, Albert as well then, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Albert's doing you the know, same know, yeah, yeah, pretty and, much in um, the same spot. We're in the same spot. So the important thing for, of course, Eddie's fans is, is that we get two import players uh, domesticated, which opens up two import spots as well. So great news for the Eddie's. Bad news for the NESL, the other oh, teams. Yeah. So uh, brilliant. Point. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Yeah, but that's awesome. So uh, as a younger lad... In Ireland, you were obviously just playing footy in the streets, footy all the time. and
2: Yeah, um, everywhere I went, I took a ball with me, and I was from a, an area, the same area as Albert, and um, he moved out of the area, the area when he was a little younger. Mm-hmm. His mom took him uh, to the outskirts of Belfast um, just for a better upbringing. Um, but the area we came from is a place called Sandy Row, and it's quite a rough area in Belfast. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, there was a lot of riots, a lot of trouble going on, and but everywhere I went, I took a ball and, and just kicked it around with me, dribbled down to the shops, kicked it against the walls, and and that's all I done all my whole childhood. When you say and trouble, Darrell, this actually <clears throat> means something. You're
1: not just saying the word trouble. There was trouble. Yeah. Uh, trouble actually means something in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Right? Mm. What is
2: trouble? The trouble was the Catholic and Protestants fighting against each other, and most of the time, someone would go into the area it would cause a little fight and then most of the time it would end up the rats with the police and the army it was never against each other and because the police and army had to intervene and in you know and it, it was bad for the area it was bad for it, it happened all out Belfast all out of Northern Ireland and it, glad to see it's settled down a lot now. I was just going to ask is it getting yeah. better yeah it's got yeah. a lot better yeah, um, you know there's a lot of talks going on in the in the parliament and things so it, it, the future's bright for the country and uh, the sportsmen in the country are doing very well along I'm with kidding. the golfers the boxers even the, the soccer oh, yeah.
3: team UFC fighters yeah. he's from the, the from the south. but he's from the south. <laughs> we we uh, have our own yeah, water. Yeah, I'll take
2: that back. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll give that one a
3: miss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you go from taking a ball everywhere, kicking it around. When did you finally sort of get in with a club? Or, or were you always, at a young age, did you pick up and get in to a, a local club of some sort? Or how did that start for you?
2: I started playing for the, the boys' brigade. Okay. And it's sort of like the scouts. Sort of thing. I'm it's true. called the Boys Brigade. The Boys Brigade, and um, you had the Boys Brigade, you had the Girls Brigade, and it was in a church. And all you done was you played games in the church. And I think it was a way of getting you into um, getting you into the church mm-hmm. at a young age. Um, but yeah, I started playing uh, football for Emmons, and, and there was a scout called Joe Kincaid, who's actually he was the Glasgow Rangers scout at the time. But he had a boys club in, in Belfast called Saint Andrews. Mm-hmm. And that's a team that me and Albert both came through and he spotted me there and, and asked for my phone number. I gave it um, gave it to him and he called my dad and things just went from there. I was seven years of age. Wow. I joined wow. the, mm-hmm. the, the under nine the under nine team. Uh-huh. So I played until under under thirteen, um, when I was eleven, but I ended up Stayed at under thirteen for like three years. Uh-huh. Stayed at Is the that CMA's just because group. your
1: development, uh, what's the word I'm looking for,
2: uh, it, it uh, stalled? No, uh, the the coach, the guy Joe Kincaid the team I was playing with was with Albert's team, and they had a really good team. And the year below didn't have such a good team, so he held me back a year to make that team stronger. Okay, yeah. And then the same thing happened a year later, and. The, the third the third time it happened The team that I played for um, I'm the only professional player That came from that team Whereas the team that I started with, Albert's team I think there was maybe six or seven professional players Is that right? That, that wow. Really that age group. wow Yeah, there's a style yeah. Now is that, is that professional
0: all over yeah. Great Britain Or just in uh, just in Ireland?
2: Um, just all over Great Britain yeah. I think mm-hmm. there was they, they done an article from our boys team And there was 86 uh, with St. Andrews over, the, I think it was a course of maybe 15 years it ran for, uh, there was 86 professional players. Wow. I mean, you're talking Stephen Davis, plays for Southampton, uh-huh. Northern Ireland's captain, played in Albert's team. Chris Brunt, plays for West Brom. Uh, Keith Gillespie was the first one to come through, came through at Manchester United. You know, sure you've, you've got quality, quality players. players. Yeah, quality Coming players.
1: Do you guys just, keep in touch with these guys, or is is it that small of a community? Are you that close? Or
2: yeah, or it's it's the whole country. Is everyone knows everybody? Right. Um, I keep in touch with a lot of a lot of players. I actually play with Keith Spil- or Keith Gillespie at Glen Torn. Um you know, and he was actually. I spoke to him about. He told me a story about Edmonton before I even came here. No kidding. Mm-hmm. He was here with the Northern Iron team, and I lit, remember. That. Okay. Yeah. 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 He said he caused a little bit of trouble in Edmonton. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he drove a golf cart into the, one of the lakes as well. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he told me that story before I even came to Edmonton, and because uh, I knew I knew of Edmonton, um, being friends with Asmir, right. uh, he, who grew up here, so. Yeah. That's how I got to know about Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, and you met him at Portsmouth? Yeah, I used to live with him. He came through yeah. the the youth system at Portsmouth. Yeah, He came over, he was like six foot five, walked into the, the dressing room, and the boys were like, don't tell me you're a striker. He's like, <laughs> no, I'm a goaltender. tender. Yeah. He's a gold tender. And we, the whole dressing room just started laughing. They come, in the, come into England and say he's yeah. a gold tender. Right. And then one of, He had a few fees, fees issues and once he played a game, he actually played him under another name, one no of the English kidding. last names to get him playing. and he probably th- just ruined his career. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, the, the ball went out and during the game he just shouts, Hey ref, the ball's out of bounds. And to say that no one says that in England, or okay, yeah. the, the ball's out of bounds, you just say the ball's out, right. and all our players and the other players like started laughing. Um, yeah, th- th- that was him straight in.
1: Yeah. Um, Good guy, hey, very nice guy. He's been a nice supporter of our club too yeah. over the years. Yeah,
3: yeah, he has, He's uh, even yeah. when I was at Nate, he, he sent in some stuff for an auction. He's he's yeah. a big supporter of football here he's, in this. He's, city.
1: he's had season tickets with us. I don't yeah. think he's made it to a game. Obviously, he's a little busy, yeah. but uh, you can't fault him for that. But yeah. he's yeah. donated His tickets to kids' groups here in
3: town. He's just stand up, stand up pro. There was uh, something, Dazzy, that you mentioned right at the very beginning here when you were talking um, D Dub. And I had to go with when you were young and you had a ball everywhere, and you, you took it everywhere. And that's something that we don't see in Canada. So no. we talk about what is it going to take for Canada, for Canada like maybe to jump up in the rankings with our senior team. But how can we do a better job of player development? Well, there's a culture behind player development. Well, we, you can have all the training sessions you want, and you can try this method, that method. But at the end of the day, there's a culture that is part of youth development. And every other country has this as a culture, and we don't yet. Yeah. So you know, there's all sorts of tie-ins that we've talked about, facilities, no support from government, better better 3v3 or 4v4 pitchers talked about that but but when we get that when, when canada gets to that stage where our young players uh, are acting like a young daryl fordyce mm-hmm. then then we'll start to develop something and the game will take off yeah right regardless of coaching education and, and, and all these other fancy systems so that's an important point it's an important point if i don't know if again if young players listen to this podcast or if dad's listen to this podcast and mom's listen to this podcast yeah get your kid a ball yeah. If you have a choice to buy a soccer ball or a football or buy a video game, buy them a ball. And, and make them, not make them, but make that their best, uh, their favorite toy. You yeah. Know? yeah, I think
1: that's a great idea. Obviously, it's a great idea, JP. But I think also on top of that, and we discussed it a little bit last or a lot last week that uh, having more professional teams like the Eddies and having players like Daryl Forbes for these kids yeah, to look up to absolutely. is going to be yeah, huge that, for the next be, generation yeah. of Canadian football. Uh,
0: that would make a big difference just having that yeah. person they can look up to every time and that's
1: absolutely thing. give every kid a ball, every kid
3: a ball. Yeah. Why yeah. not? I agree. Yeah, and a place to play. Uh, and that's for our city council. Yeah. Hamilton Hopefully <laughs> you're listening.
0: Give them a place to play. A place to play.
3: Mind you, not, I mean mind you growing
1: sorry DW, growing up in Belfast having a place to play I don't picture you guys wandering onto a you know beautiful uh, carpeted pitch, right? You're going in no. some pretty rough areas. My,
2: my place to play was at the side of the house, and um, we got spray paint that we obviously stolen from somewhere because we were too young to buy it. <laughs> yeah, and we sprayed goals on it, on it. But right above the the net or the, the net we would call it, there was a sign that said no ball games and on every side of the house around where I live there was a sign that said no ball games and you just took that spray paint and spray painted over the top of it that's right and then but uh, yeah we always we play crossing and finishing we play uh, 1v1s 2v2s things like that in the street you know there's curbs you're tripping over curbs and you're, you're actually hurting yourself, but <laughs> yeah, it made you a stronger stronger, stronger player, player, for yeah. sure. Sure. There's you know, so definitely
1: something be, to be said for that. But in Canada, we have a little bit more space, and we can
3: accommodate all the kids who want to actually Well, we can, summer, but sure. Daryl actually has just given us a great idea. For the next home game, instead of the T-shirt giveaways, give every young kid a kind of spay print. <laughs> Send them home. Daryl Ford's the, the the nice giveaway uh, all The, the Daryl Ford's <laughs> giveaway. The can of spray paint. Make your own to You're going to have a picture uh, of Daryl on the other
0: can.
1: City councillors right now yeah. are uh, thinking to themselves, we're not helping Yeah, kids. we're <laughs> not
3: <laughs> You know what? If our kids walk around spray-painting uh, uh, soccer nets on, on every single building they see, we will have facilities before long. Yeah, Trust me. True yeah. enough. Yeah. Now, we,
0: we talked about you, um, or you talked about getting involved with the... Uh, the club, the gentleman who spied you out at seven years old. Once you had gone through that U13 group, did you stay with that club? Obviously I mean, I, I know where you sort of went after that, but maybe you can tell everybody out there how you started getting into those higher ranks at a younger age.
2: Um, from the age of 11, uh, because the Joe Kincaid, the guy that, that scouted us, he was really close with Glasgow Rangers. He was a Northern Ireland scout for Glasgow Rangers, so mm-hmm. he would send a lot of a lot of us over the, the best players from um, each age group over to Glasgow. It was only a twenty-minute flight, so I was going over to Glasgow Rangers from the age of eleven, and right up until I was sixteen. Wow! Um, but it wasn't. It was fifteen. I actually left that team and went to a team called Lisburn Youth. Uh, they they had a far superior team. It was just there was a lot more scouts going to their games because they were in a different league. It was mm-hmm. a stronger league. Um, I, I played the first game of that season and we won something like 16-0 and it was just too easy and it got to the age group the age when you're 15-16 you need a lot more competitiveness yeah. and in order to progress yeah. and, and going into a stronger league uh, for sure helped that and it, it was the first game I played and the Portsmouth scout came straight over and um, spoke to my dad spoke to me after and a week later, I went over to Portsmouth. Wow. So, so, did they, so, so the Portman, in that situation,
1: does the Portman Scout go and talk to your manager at the time, or does he get to bypass all that
2: and go directly to you and your old? Manager? Oh, he just goes straight to me. Yeah, speaks with me and my dad, and and you arrange to go over, and it's just as simple as that. Um, but it was a big decision for me because I loved Glasgow Rangers. Um, I was there since the age of eleven. I already had a a contract, a deal that once I turned 16 it was my choice to sign a contract with uh, Glasgow Rangers and during that time I had Arsenal, I had Manchester United, Everton, Newcastle you know because Northern Ireland is such a small country and um, you have so many scouts in the one place right and they're always coming to our games so you might have had 25 scouts at your game wow. and they're, they're fighting over the best players and you know, Johnny Evans obviously gets spotted um, in the country, and Darren Gibson. You know, there's all these guys that went to different clubs, um, but I ended up going over to Portsmouth, and I decided to sign for Portsmouth instead Why of Glasgow Rangers. Why did you Rangers. choose that? Why did you choose that over the Manchester United, the Arsenals, the Everton's? Um, I just loved going over to Glasgow Rangers. I was going away with them. I was over every two weeks. Um, I felt at home. I got to know the, the players there. I felt as one of the players I didn't have to Try and impress too many people Try and make a lot of friends Because I, I was there for so for so long And They would take us to Holland um, Dick Advocat was the manager at the time And All the young teams used to go to Holland And um, To play over there with the kids It was You, you know you're playing against Ajax You're playing against yeah. Ajax, You actually played Barcelona in the final once yeah. To play against teams like that And I'm not saying Um I wasn't going to play against teams I like got at Manchester United or Arsenal, but, you know, it was just, I felt home at, at Rangers. And it wasn't until there was a guy called uh, Ryan McCann. He's from the area that I'm from. He was with Glasgow Rangers. And his brother is actually the Peterborough United manager right now. Mm-hmm. And his brother, Grant, went to West Ham and he went to Glasgow Rangers. But he came back and he, he just his dad said to my dad, Look, I think it's best if he go, signs for another team because Glasgow Rangers, they're a big club, they had a lot of money and they were bringing in a lot of foreign players. Right. And at the time, if you looked at the first team, you had Giovanni from Bronckhurst, Arthur mm-hmm. Newman, Fernando yeah. Rickson, you had a lot of Ronald De Boer all these Dutch players coming in, right. top quality players. And, and he basically turned around and says You know, there's a lot of good Scottish players, young Northern Irish players there that just can't get the opportunity. Into the first team, right. so that that was a, a big decision for me, and mm-hmm. and plus Portsmouth just got promoted to the Premier League, which which was right. That's, oh, right. that's a smart decision to make. Um,
3: yeah, you know, there's a couple of things I like when um, I really like when when we have players on here that of of course whether you grew up playing, just you were born in, in the UK or Europe, or have, or have played there, because obviously Ledge's been here and he's played in Europe. So so it's great when you guys make your comments, and I try to pull some of these things out that that also address some problems that we have here in Canada. And uh, the one thing you said was that, so all these scouts are at all the games uh, and you're with whatever junior club or whatever it is that you're at. Now, when one of these scouts comes in for you, they go right to, to you and your dad. They yeah. go to the family first. Now, when that when that kind of handshake happens and, and you're, so now you've agreed and you're going to go to Portsmouth. Uh, the current club that you're on, so some of the youth clubs or, or the junior clubs, whatever, whatever, can't think of what to call it, but but that youth club that you're on, do they put up a fight? Are they happy for you? Do they want you to go? Do they want you to stay? How, how does that... Do they want money for you? Yeah. What, um, what happens in that situation?
2: It's a little bit changed now because you have the, the Irish League. have got academies the whole way down the age right. groups. Whenever I grew up, there was the Irish Leagues didn't have... The Irish Leagues went from under 16. Right. So that was the, the age where you either signed for an Irish League team or a Premier League team, mm-hmm. a team in England or Scotland. So the players that didn't go across the water stayed in Northern Ireland and signed for an Irish League team. But now you have all the academies which try to hold on to their players now, and right. they're making money for them.
3: Yeah, because they're getting money now. Yeah. For, yeah.
2: In, my, in my situation, once I went to Portsmouth, I actually got called in from the, the the chief executive for the, the youth development um, officer. And right. he called me in and says, look... I've had a letter from Lisburn Youth who mm-hmm. I was there for one year. Right. He says they're demanding five thousand pound, and like to my knowledge, I, I didn't have any knowledge of, of that. Right. And I just says he says we're going to send them forty Premier League footballs, which at the time they are eighty pounds a piece. Right. You know, and I just says if anyone's to get it. It has to go to Saint Andrews because they're the team that developed me. Right. Um, the reason I'm in Portsmouth is because I signed for Lisbon Youth and the scouts see me in that game. Sure. But well, the develop, develop the development yeah. came yeah. from Saint Andrews. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so as far as I know, they sent the, the footballs to Saint Andrews. Mm. Yeah. And Isn't that it it I'm is. Not too yeah. sure. And I think yeah. that's what
1: FIFA had in mind with this training compensation fee. Right. Is that yeah. the smaller clubs? be it at Edmonton or Brisbane, yeah. yeah. uh, they or, or, or sorry, St Andrews, they will get some sort of compensation. Yeah, it's designed
3: to protect the small clubs for sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we have that debate in Canada about training compensation, North America actually, and, and but it's quite a bit different. You know, and, and I'm all for training compensation certainly and but the difference here in North America is that our young players in the in the youth club system here, they pay for their development. Whereas overseas, the clubs are paying for development. It's yeah. free, yeah. exactly, yeah. uh, Daryl. It's free. So, so they've already paid. So these kids, they're paying for a service. So if you're for me, and this is how I feel. I'm not speaking for FC Edmonton, yeah, here, yeah. certainly. Um, we always acknowledge and give credit now to the youth clubs that are development players that come into our program, and they for do sure. a great job in Edmonton. But on the bigger picture, when you, some people talk about training compensation, mm-hmm. well, these kids have paid a pretty good price for their training. Yeah. Because they pay their registration fees. On top of that, now clubs charge technical development fees. So they're paying for it. If you're paying for a service and you get that service, well, once you've paid for that service and have gotten it, you don't pay for more service. No. Nothing else is required. So that's the difference in when we talk training compensation in North America versus Europe. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. hundred percent, but... You, you, oh, I was just.
0: Yeah. Is that your finished no, no, your thought? Ahead, there? No, I was just going to say we need to take a break. Do we? So, okay. uh, all right, Daryl, this is awesome. We're going to continue on with uh, Mr. Fordyce here and uh, with more discussions. Uh, you're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be right back. listening to rabbit radio the official podcast of fc edmonton and we're back here live at the first round sports restaurant this is rabbit radio the official podcast of fc edmonton i'm here with uh, jp andreas morris and mr daryl fordice striker extraordinaire playing for fc edmonton now um earlier the last uh, before the break we were talking uh, about your own career and uh How things got started, where you ended up And so far we're at Portsmouth now And just run us through A bit of your career from Portsmouth uh,
2: Forward Um, Straight away from Portsmouth I I left school in Belfast and a month later I landed in Portsmouth With Mark Wilson Who currently plays for Stoke City Mm -hmm. We landed and within 20 minutes the minibus was waiting outside For us We got on the minibus I actually went with my Glasgow Rangers training kit and we were down on the beach pre-season, and they run us into the ground. <laughs> so pre-season for the first three weeks was tough. He slept like, straight after training the whole way through. But no, it was just a reality check. If you want to be a professional footballer, then this is the, the hard work it's going to yeah. take. And mm-hmm. um, well, That's what my dad told me once I spoke to him on the phone. I says, look, this is really tough, and he just says... You got just got to dig in and stick with it. Um, but yeah, I was with Portsmouth for four years, and and I almost made a I almost made a debut in the Premier League. There was the manager at the time was Alan Perrin, the French guy, mm-hmm. and there was two games left of the season. The week before, the first team just got um, safe, so they they weren't going to get relegated, um, they were clear from the relegation zone in the. The first team manager phoned the youth team coach, and because we trained at a different, a different pitch, yeah. um, across the road, so he phones him and says, "Send me over your best young player." He's playing on Saturday, so he sent me over, and he just says to me, "Look, you're training with the first team. This is this is on a Thursday, and two days before the Saturday, wow. the, the first wow. team were playing uh, West Brom at home, and I walked over, and the manager says, "You're playing on Saturday." Um, have a good session so first ever time training with the first team like the players didn't know who I was I knew every one of the players Uh, we're playing a a keep ball session a little bit of possession and the 15 minutes in the ball comes to me I take a touch out of my feet I pass it and one of the players called Andy Griffin comes in a late tackle catches me down the side of the calf and roll my ankle no. And it's ligament job. I was in so much pain. Stood in the medical room, and on the Saturday came one of the the other young players. Got no. to play a guy called James King. Oh. He played on the Saturday. Played the following week away to Wigan, and then he actually ended up in Ellsborg in Sweden. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good, good club. In yeah, Sweden. very good. And
2: club. they just they were in the Champions League at the time. They made a bid for him. For Portsmouth, uh, three hundred and fifty thousand euro. Wow. Um, Ellsborg actually played Limfield a year later, so I met up. I was at Glen Torn at the time, right. so he was in Belfast. I met up with him, and he just turned around to me and says, "Yeah, they gave me a three hundred and fifty thousand euro signing on fee after tax straight into the bank account." Nice. Wow. You wow. know, plus he's playing in the Champions League with Elsborg, So, yeah. Um, But yeah, it was. Uh, the following year came I was training with the first team Doing really well and I was playing centre midfield at the time The manager comes to me and says Look, you're the third choice centre midfielder um, there's a, There was a Greek player Who was signed for £2 million He says, I'm just trying to offload this guy right? Um, but he has to stay on the bench The first team didn't get off to a good start Harry Redknapp came back Took over and There was three reserve team players Training with the first team And we were just Straight back down in the reserves, um, because the, t- the first team was in a bad way, and he and he had to get a lot of players in. You know, so he brought a lot of players in from Spurs, Pedro Mendes, Sean Davis, a couple of other players, and managed to keep the team keep the team up. Right. And it was once he came back, I realised that the writing was on the wall. You know, at the time up at Portsmouth, the chance was with the other manager, Alan Perrin Yeah, and. Then after after Portsmouth, I went to Luton Town on trial. Mm-hmm. I went to Cyprus with him. Kevin Blackwell was the manager, and we played a game out there. On the way home in the plane, he says, "I'm going to give you a two-year contract." I, I was like, "Oh great!" They were in League One at the time. Mm-hmm. Came in for training the next day, and he turns around and says, "I'm sorry, I can't offer you a contract. The no. team's getting the administration. No. I'm leaving today." Unbelievable so then Oh my god the se- You've had no luck yeah. man. No. So the, the season was starting in a week's time I needed a club before everyone signed all their players Teams usually use up a lot of their budget then Of course So, so it's yeah. tough to get a, get a contract somewhere And it was The Glentower manager at the time was Alan McDonald He was my under 21 assistant manager at Northern Ireland mm-hmm. And he's um, He's a big legend in Northern Ireland And he asked me to come But for me, Glen Torn was one of my biggest rivals I, I supported Linfield And Linfield and Glen Torn, It's like your Liverpool, Man United type right. Rangers, Celtic type yeah, thing yeah. yeah, you know. So it was, it was tough for me to play for a team At the other side of the city um, But the, re- the reason to choose him was because of the manager Alan sure. McDonald at the time and, and it went on from there did you have to answer to any um, media questions about
1: how could you betray Linfield in this in this way? Did that did that ever come up? Did you
2: get adversity from the fans and the, and the media? Um, a few of the Glen fans once they found out I was from Sandy Row, I was a Linfield fan. They didn't take to me. Right. Um, but I got off got off to a good start, scored yep. a few goals, and they they, they about all that yet. real quick. <laughs> you know, it, it was just a few problems in in the local bar back home. Right. Um, you know, some sometimes like my dad's in the bar and the highlights are on TV and someone would make a, a little remark, things like that. And, sure. And yep. uh, you just have to forget about it and move on. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I eventually signed for Linfield after Glenn Thorne, which it was a boy who dreamed for me yeah. to play for, for Linfield Sure. And that's and
3: where, that's where the Gapper song. Wasn't it Linfield that he saw you playing? It? Well, it was actually yeah. uh, it was at, on it, well, it was Joe Pachoni Oh, okay. That, that found Daryl. It was Joe Pachoni that initially, so so Colin went in. Uh, I'm not sure how the identification happened, but it was Joe that really initially had sent Colin to Ireland. Oh, okay. Um, to, to see Daryl play, and then he happened to see Albert playing yeah. at the same time, which is how Albert got involved. But but he was there just to kind of really validate what Joe what Joe wanted uh, wanted to okay. see it in, in, in Daryl. So yeah, that, that's how that's how Dazzy came oh, to the okay. club. Great. But the good the I'm good a news keeper for, coach, uh, I don't get to
0: hear that type yeah, of stuff. The good news for
3: uh, for the Linfield fans always I, I think you've scored twenty eight more times. 20, 29 more times for Linfield than you did for Glentorn yeah. oh, look at, is that <laughs> look right that Is that show? right? you yeah, have to right, man. Yeah. No, no, no. No. all your stats
2: you got to come prepared you yeah, no, can't just show up and wing yeah, it. it I <laughs> think <laughs> it was the other way around you scored more for Glentorn <laughs> yeah I was there for four years oh, I thought you it? scored more for Linfield whoops I um. thought you had more for Linfield no I was only at Linfield for a year and a half I was at Glentorn for four years so 15 goals for Linfield is it the other way 15 and 47 the goal ratio might have been better at Linfield yeah I'm not too Cheryl, all right, all right. <laughs> I remember watching.
1: I remember seeing the video on on Daryl. Yeah, we watching the video.
2: Yeah, it was a no brainer.
3: Uh, to bring to bring you in, of course. Well, I but, think
1: fans here have have embraced Daryl too, and I, I just wanted to mention. Um, uh, we've been talking a lot about Albert Watson as well, and a uh, bit of a special moment earlier on. Well, not that earlier on in the season; just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we had uh, we had New York Cosmos at home, and probably a turning point in our season if you look back. Uh, where we won one nil, and you guys corrected me—we scored that in injury time. And Daryl, you scored that goal, and uh, and there was something special about that goal. Something special we won, after we won we two one, We won two, two one. Two one is the game I'm talking about. I'm not sure what you guys are referring to. Two one uh, is what we won there. Yep. Go yeah. on, throat boy. <laughs> yeah. It's the throat that's really that's bothering. That's right. Andreas yeah. has a very bad yeah. throat at the moment, and it's, he's, he's right. soldiering that's on, right.
0: but it's, it's affecting his brain.
1: The point yeah. of the story was we won the game in heroic fashion, and uh, and 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 for a special reason. You went into the stands afterwards. Maybe you can pick up the story from there, Daryl.
2: Yeah, it was just a, the previous the previous week. Um, Albert's dad passed away, yeah. and it was a very sad time. We missed Albert down in away to Indy, and yeah. um, so Albert's next game back was home to New York Cosmos. Yeah. You know, and for us to be losing one 0 for a lot of the game, and to score the two goals in the last ten minutes, it, yeah. it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal, phenomenal, you know. And but for that ball to fall where it did, yeah. For me, at that time, you know. I, a, a scene. Someone's looking out for you. Yeah, Albert brought. Albert's dad was the president of the Glasgow Rangers Supporters Club um, in San Diego. So he brought back a flag. It was a Rangers flag with his name on it. Mm-hmm. And he got. Uh, Darren he actually put it up behind the goal. Yeah. And for for some reason that ball just fell out of the blue. It was yeah. a tap in. Meant to and be. I seen the flag and it went straight over to the flag. And, you know, it was very emotional for yeah. me and Albert. Because yeah, for sure. Uh, I knew Albert's dad very personally as well. Yeah. We spent a lot of time with him in Glasgow when we were home. Yeah, you know, so it was—it's one we'll never forget about. And for me, it's one of the highlights of my career.
0: Yeah, that's that's—and that's what it's all about—is to have these highlights in your career. Now, yeah, great story, and uh, let's let's—we got some questions, I know, for for Daryl, or, or do, we do, do? You, do you want to tie them into the?
3: Uh, no, no, we'll um, we'll go into the EPL shortly. Yeah, but um, there's just there's a couple, so. One, I mean, obviously, um, when you were brought into this team, you know, you are brought on to score goals for us, and you've done that because you, you're the club's leading career uh, goal scorer. Um, so so you've, you've accomplished that. Now, you've been given uh, a bit of a different role, certainly this year, uh, in a midfield role, kind of like a number 10. So um, well, we're at 98 games.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, yeah. Darrell's at 98, 98 games for FC Edmonton. Yeah. Fantastic. Already, right, right, yeah. Really. 90, yeah. 95. Yeah. I, uh, no thank you, Jimmy. No Albert's at 98. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. I just want to throw Okay, that out. no, that, that's actually that's a great important.
3: stat. It is important. And um, because we are talking about now the most accomplished player at FC Edmonton has played for the history of the club. Yeah, so now we're talking games played, but but also certainly the goal scoring. But this year, a different role. And um, so my question then is... Because you were here from the start of the, the Colin Miller experiment, certainly. And um, so, how have you seen changes in this team from day one, where you started here, up until where we are at now, and, and of course, where we're at in the standings? But so, what, what
2: have been the changes and the growth of the club in, in your view? Um, I think the, the changes has been. You know, it takes a lot of time to build the team that you want, um, yeah. you know, so it's took time for Colin to build it, for him to get his message across to the players mm-hmm. and I think me, Albert and Marco are the, the only three left from that year. That's it. Um, yeah, but we, we've got a lot of experienced players now um, even though we've got an 18-year-old playing centre midfield with us and with young Alan Seabee as well on the bench. Yeah, But for me, I think it's the togetherness. We're working... We're working together a lot more mm-hmm. and No one's getting on each other's back On the pitch Whereas in previous times Someone didn't like a certain player They wouldn't pass them the ball Or they wouldn't cover a run for them Right. But this year it's different and We're covering for each other mm-hmm. and We've got a goalkeeper that's in form We've got a back four that's solid Yeah Yeah The the team's going from there There's something to work on Mm -hmm. And we're managing To get the goals To win the games Right You know In previous years We've got to the 70th minute mark And you felt that you had No energy left Mm -hmm. To go on You know So I think we're getting The games fresher And I think We're being a little more A little bit more patient And I think a big factor Especially at home I know we've always been Good at home But this year we've been Tremendous at home Is the fans behind the goal yeah you, know, you, you yeah, think, think the many goals that we've scored in that net yeah. towards the end of the game <laughs> yeah you know and, and and for us to go and celebrate with them as well so you can't put your yeah. finger on one thing what is the difference it's just it's a building process and you always have to continue to get better right and it's for everyone if if you stay still then You'll be, you'll be left out or you'll be let go in, yeah. in any organization of wherever course. you are, and each organization has to keep progressing and getting better and, yeah. and that for a young player as well and mm-hmm. um, whenever I was going over and trial the teams, you were told you have to be better than what they have. You can't be just as good that's right. you have to be better because they're taking you from another country say they can take a player so once you're there. The youth coach has always told you you have to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. You have to keep improving. And even at my age, now at 29, I'm always looking to improve, to get better as well. And as long as you keep improving, then working together, working hard, and, and, and you have a plan, then if it comes together, then you, you don't look back from there.
3: Yeah, because i got to say, Daz, you... Um For me, you know, for me at FC Edmonton, you're probably the the person, not just the player, but the person I enjoy talking tactics with the most. You know, I think you've got such a good mind for the game. So so some of our conversations, certainly on the tactical side of the game, have been brilliant. And um, and I've learned a bit from you as well, yeah. you know, just some of the halftime talks that we'll do about how the teams are playing. But whatever. But so on, on the tactical
2: side of the game, do you see any improvements in our team tactically yeah. this year that have made a difference? For sure. Um, I think it was the the first first two years we were playing a four four two. We were going away to teams in Florida and getting exposed in the midfield. Yeah. And um, you know, so I think that's why the seventy once the seventieth minute mark came, you were a lot of players found themselves tired because you're chasing the ball a lot more. Now we have players in the midfield and at the back who can keep the ball well um, all throughout the team along with Tommy up front who holds the ball up so well. So I think tactically, as the games, this year especially, as the games went on with the experience, with the information we're getting from you and Colin at half-time, we've implied that into the second half and we've took things on board, applied that to the second half and came out stronger for most second halves this Mm -hmm. year. You know, so we went with a, a three man midfield and when we changed the three man midfield, I think it was two years ago, that's maybe right. two and a half years ago. Yeah. And there was a, a completely difference and we started winning a lot more games. Yeah. We were even tougher to beat, you know. But that's right. Going to say India eleven played a four four two and they won the league. You right. know, so I think we played our strengths. I yeah. think India Eleven played at their strengths. And the teams that are not doing too well Are not playing to their strengths And yeah, I think, point I think that's a, a big thing to do Is to, to play to your strengths Because if you have players out of position All over the place You take, for example, example Manchester United Under Louis Van Gaal. You know, I'm a Manchester United fan, Jeff And yeah. you're a Liverpool man yeah,
3: we'll, we'll get to that, Desi, yeah. in the EPL Our preview coming up But, but he would but. play a
2: lot of players out of position Players that are uncomfortable that's In right. certain areas of the pitch yeah. You know, but Every player on our team this year For most part we've had Almost the same 11 um, Leicester City won the, won the league with almost The same 11 Exactly. You, you obviously have to freshen things up as games go on As thing, things change But yeah. for the most part we've had a, a solid base The back four has been That's right. Very the same apart from Eddie Everett leaving. But you know In terms of tactics, coming in at half time We'll get the information from you we we'll get the information from Colin And with the experience in the group we understand straight away yeah. what to do in the second half in order to beat the opposition.
0: Yeah, no, brilliant. Which okay. is good. We're going to take another break here. Um, great stuff, Daryl. I'm happy to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy you brought I'm me ha- back some alcohol here. from uh, <laughs> Puerto what? Rico. Yeah. Yeah, you oh, missed that, baby. You that missed that. wasn't in
1: the locker room today.
0: No, you I brought you
2: some home from Northern Ireland you did. Yeah, there you go, there you go.
0: Um, we're going to come right back. We're going to get right, right into the EPL. All that stuff's happening because the EPL is happening this coming weekend as well. Plus, we'll get to our NASL Roundup. All of that when we return. This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Official podcast of FC
2: Edmonton.
0: Wait, hey, we hear screaming in the background. Something good must have happened. This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. I'm here with JP Andreas Morris and our special guest today Daryl Fordice. And um, we've been having some good chats so far. We're going to continue on. You know what's happening this coming weekend? Aside from a great FC Edmonton game, mm-hmm. the EPL gets fired back up. Yeah. I, it's, it's almost like it just ended. It feels that way, I guess, because of I Euros mean. and it, stuff. It's it, so it, it exciting. Just, it is exciting. And I, I, I'll, be, uh, I'll be honest, as I've just told you guys off-air, that... Uh, I haven't really been following the it's news.
1: It's snuck up on me, man. Like I can't believe it's starting this. Week. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, you're you're an Arsenal supporter, so the off season probably has just <laughs> vanished it's just on you. Kind of ripped it into Well, uh, we lost a couple yeah, of players. There, the rest, three, the rest three. of the of our teams are actually working in the off season. <laughs> well, well, let's wow. get into it
0: right away. I know, <laughs> I know, Daryl, you've been following it really well, and so have you, GP. Yeah. So, guys, have had it. Well, can I, can I start off with a question for Dazzy? Yeah, you, you start off with your
3: question to Daz. I'm just curious. So what's more impressive, the number of premiership titles or the number
2: of European titles? Oh, I'll, ha- I'll have to bring it back to the big banner that Liverpool had <laughs> once. Come, ba- come back when you were 18, was it? <laughs> oh, that's right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I know. I think I was in 94. I've actually... So, um, but yeah, European titles are tougher to win. Yeah. Um, just You're going to give me that? I'll give you the European, no, or right, I'll give very you the Premier enough. League side. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, actually, I, was,
3: I, went to, um, I went to a Carling Cup semi, and it was Derby County versus, it was the second leg, Derby County versus Manchester United, about six, seven years ago now, yeah. probably. And uh, second leg was at Old Trafford. So, got tickets, went there with Graham Wood, searched to share and Randy Kozak. And uh, so you're there, we went to a fishy red out front, and obviously you've been there, Dazian. But... All the different stands and selling all their all their shirts and everything. And there was one shirt that I saw and I still laugh to this day about it because, obviously Liverpool being a being a port city, and it says what is what is the only ship to not to not uh, sail from the uh, from the Liverpool and <laughs> the Premier, the Premier ship, ship. of course. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. You know what? For, for on so many levels, I don't think I've ever been more excited for an EPL season. Yeah. And uh, both as a fan of the game and also as a student of the game. Because m- when you look at what's happened now with the EPL and some of the managers that have come into the yeah. EPL, so many different styles of management, so many different styles of play. And, and as a student of the game to sit back and watch how these games are going to play out, manager versus manager, tactics versus tactics. And this game for me is about tactics, yeah. I've got to say. And uh, and we're going to see the best of the best employing there, or employing there, so it's exciting. Yeah, I think that's a good point
1: for that, and I'm also excited to see what. Although I'm not a fan of the team, but certainly the player is what Zlatan Ibrahimovic can do for Manchester United. Yeah. certainly done well so far for them. I'm just
0: excited to see him with Mourinho as well. That's
1: uh, well, they're in love with each other. I too. know, like, I know, it's just a match made in heaven. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a, yeah. it's going to be in love with themselves more for now. For them love
3: each other for second. now, and then at some point when uh, Mourinho asks Ibra to sit inside the 18 and defend, we'll see <laughs> if that love affair yeah, still. Right. Uh, <laughs> Really see <laughs> how that goes. Good point. <laughs> yeah.
2: Slaven yeah. has to drive the buses, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, it. Sure is. Uh, you know, a great thing to see it all starting back up again. Like I said, it was. It just wow. seemed like Euros are finished. I mean,
3: Dazzy, I mean, obviously, you must be excited because you've had the most high-profile signing
2: um, of the last well ever. I mean, this is the most yeah. expensive signing in history. And Paul Pogba, you can yeah. see the quality that he brings, and oh. you know if. If the team had a kept him in the first place, they wouldn't have had to splash out all the money. Yeah. But you have seen him in the Euros, technically so gifted, strong, both feet. Yeah. You know, he can pick a pass from sixty yards, he can score a goal from thirty yards, and mm-hmm. you know, f- for me, he could possibly be uh, the next thing to Sedan. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if he'll reach that standard. I'm not sure if many people could reach that standard that Sudan reached. But you know, if he works hard at his game, it, it, there's no saying that he can't do that. How old is yeah. he now? Twenty-three. Oh, my God. I mean,
3: of course, as a France supporter, I mean, you know, I love Pogba. Yeah. Zidane, I've seen them play. And, yeah, I mean, what a, what a good comparison that is right off the bat. It, it, when you put him in that same sentence, whether or not he reaches that level, there's a bit of a difference to his game, I think, and where both players played. But, yeah, I think he's got... Um, he certainly gives a presence to, to
2: your team's midfield, to Manchester's midfield, that wasn't there the last couple of years. Yeah, as soon as Manchester United uh, lost Paul Scholes, mm-hmm. they haven't really been able to, to fill fill that space in the midfield. Yeah. Right. They've tried a number of players, and you know Carrick's been a great servant. And I think he'll, Carrick will have a, a big part this year, especially if you've Pogba, the presence that he has in there. Mm-hmm. He can take a lot of the load off Carrick and, and let Carrick Stick to what his game is—is is passing, you know. But yeah. um, there is a lot of competition in there in the midfield. But uh, there's a lot of game winners, you know. You've Sladhan can win a game from nothing. Paul yeah, but, uh, I, I know. Uh, Mickey Tarran, even Rooney. Um, Rooney hasn't had the bat or the best last few seasons, you know. And Will he be on the bench? Or uh, I was just
3: going to ask that question, Jerry. Great. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up.
2: I don't There's think Not even to take, not I, even, I not even take the fifth question,
3: but do, would you play him though, Dazzy? I think he's going right to play as a 10. Would you play him? Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, really? But okay. you've just
3: signed, you've just signed how, do you, how do you say his last name? Myth, myth.
2: Mickey Tarrant, I Yeah, think. let's that's just call him best. Mickey yeah. Tarrant. That's the easiest <laughs> way.
3: Mickey Tarrant. That sounds what, like want to call, wanna call yeah, him well, Miller's he, finishing exercise. <laughs> yeah, today we're going to do the Mickey Tarrant. Mickey Tarrant finishing.
2: But do you play Rooney over him, really? I think Mickey Tarrant, because he can play left, right, center, I think right. he'll play on the right with Martial on the left, Rooney just in behind Slatham. Yeah, I think that would will be the strongest. But until the games start, you see who's in form, you see who's yeah. looking sharp, and you got to go from there. And you know, you you pick an eleven, it doesn't mean it's going to be your next eleven. That's right. Oh, for it, sure. It, of course, it, it can always change. Yeah. At the end of the season, it always does change. And yeah. players are in form. Players get injured and. And players are sold, you know. Yeah. But for me, Rooney has a presence in the changing room, and a lot of players seem to respect him. And he is the club captain at the minute, and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that he has to play every game. But Mourinho seems to like him, and right. from some of the preseason games, I've seen Rooney, and he he's, looks like he's coming back to his best. Mm-hmm. And once he gets his confidence back. You know, he's another game-winner in there, and he can score goals. If sure. he's in around the box, he'll score a lot of goals. But with the better players around him, I think you'll see the better of Rooney as well. Because when he did play well, he had Ronaldo beside him. He That's had Pebe right. yeah. as he scored. He had of course. And I remember, yeah, Man, gigs he I remember them playing Barcelona in the Champions League final. And Barcelona ripped Manchester United apart. And for me, Rooney was the only player that... Was close enough to the Barcelona standard of any other United or any other United player, you know. So I think he's better with better players around him. I just wonder if uh, he's kind of like
3: Art Tyson. I just imagine that at this point in his life, he must be tired of carrying that head around, <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> so Every he's then. got muscles <laughs> exactly. that will <won't> defy anything. <laughs> but um, when you're talking earlier about, uh, for whatever reason, I just kind of got this on my head, but. Uh, we're talking about scoring uh, on our supporters' end. Mm-hmm. And if our supporters are listening, by the way, I think you should call yourselves Briar Patch or something along those lines. Like, you know, <laughs> well, Really? That idea, Think of that? Hey, there it is, oh the my Briar God, Patch. Yeah. That would be the Briar Patch. I, I think so. Absolutely. So if you're listening, there it is, gentlemen. But, go ahead, go ahead. Because I think scoring for us, because we'll get into the, the little Liverpool uh, preview here in a second, but that—that that is <laughs> that probably, I mean, the most famous end of scoring in the Premiership is the Cop end. Cop end, yeah. uh, right? Really? Yeah. I think I think even Daz would give me that. So yeah. does Arsenal have a, a scoring
1: end? They had uh, what was it called? The, the was it called the clock end where they had the at Highbury they yeah. had the clock yeah. at that end. So I think it was just right. a clever name, clock end. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was a you know a, like a they renowned, don't have like the, this like is, the, so the, we score on this end every time or anything like, like, like the runners
3: up end or no. like the second place end. And
1: I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, we're,
3: we're second again. again. Well, wow, really
1: you have to take the piss so much against me man I am yeah, just sitting here it's my, good my business oh it's gonna be good you know what though I,
0: I, I'm <laughs> sorry I was gonna jump in because yeah. I, I recall by the way
1: Arsenal's playing Liverpool first game first so game oh, sorry no, yeah okay yeah. no that'll be exciting to get see? some
0: defenders <laughs>
3: well? yeah. yeah I know yeah. I'll be playing yeah. I was just
0: I was just gonna say that uh, on Twitter last last week I think it was there was a question what's up with the rabbit I don't know if you saw oh. it as well yeah, there was someone asked um, what's up with the rally rabbit. What I, I the, tweeted what the an answer. I, I oh, tweeted did you? an okay. answer
3: to him, and you know what, Dre, because Dre is the actual. Dre has been with this with this club since day one, so I think yeah. Dre should actually tell this story. Well,
1: yeah, so, and, I, and from what I recall, honestly, it's probably the story has gotten more grandiose along the years. But um, we were playing Montreal. At Old Foot Field. And it was Mm -hmm. the first year, right? first year of FC Edmonton? Yeah, it it was 2011. Yeah. It might have been even 2010 or next... No, no. It was 2011. Yeah. 2011. And we were playing Montreal. And I believe we were losing. Yes. And... At one point, this rabbit comes running onto the field, which is not uncommon in the city of champions here. It should be called the city of rabbits. They are everywhere. And (laughs) and they are massive. They're big-ass rabbits.
3: This was was a four-foot rabbit. (laughs) This was a big rabbit. Well, the
1: point is that it intimidated the hell out of the Montreal Impact players. They, and I've never seen it before in my life, stopped playing the game to try and get the rabbit off the field. Yeah. And not that we went and scored while they were trying to corral this rabbit or anything, but it stopped the play and everything got a little, what the hell's going on kind of thing. And then, as I recall, we went on to either draw or win that game. Then, because of this rabbit, um, the the supporters pack, I mean, the, the same supporters group. If you if you yeah, look, they've been with It was a smaller won. group, mind yeah, you, yeah. But, but they've been with us from the get go. Yeah, uh, they they wrote this whole story on their on their uh, yeah. their supporters group blog spot. Mm-hmm. whatever it's called. And it was about this this <laughs> rabbit, and they made images of this rabbit and just made this big story about it, and, and forever now. I mean, you've got to give supporters a credit. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's uh, sublimated into our jerseys. Yeah, on the, yeah. on the,
0: if you ever get a chance to see the back of the neck on a FC Edmonton jersey, if you're watching us on television or just look at photos and you happen to see the back of the neck, there's actually a rabbit. Uh, embroidered onto the jersey, and uh, and andreas just saw me his uh, his breast at the moment. My he has the rabbit my, tattooed right. on his breast, over
1: my heart, that's over right. his
0: heart. He's got the rabbit it's, on his it's heart. It's
1: ingrained in, in this in this club's history, and, uh, and yeah. so support, supporters group. All credit to you guys for yeah. that one. And it's cool exactly. because I mean, you know more than most that that you know teams all over the world have these little stories that kind of worked their way into the club's
0: history, and and, and we got ours early. Yeah, and the story is is, really sunk in with uh, myself, JP, Colin, and uh, everyone else around here, thus the name Rabbit Radio. We're just sort of following suit. Since it is the club's official podcast, we wanted to call it something that had a little more deeper meaning to the club, so... And that's how the name came
1: about. Plus, Eddies just go like rabbits. There you go. There you <laughs> that's go. Right. Well, all right, yeah, now I'm before, leaving
0: that
1: one. Let's
0: shift. Let's shift. Yeah, pull up. Yeah. let's yeah. shift back to the EPL. Let's get to Liverpool before I have to go to a break.
3: Well, you know what? Instead Why of you have to talk instead about it? of <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. I'm going to change it. I'm going to. Okay, I'm okay. going to okay. give it. You know what? We, we've heard enough about the greatest club <laughs> on the planet. Um, with all my other stuff, with all the other guests. But so how about we just do this? How about we just quickly each give our predictions on the top four in order? Oof. And then any surprises? Let's do that.
0: I'm going to sound like Brandon if I start making things. I can't, can't even
3: predict. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a Premier League. You can't.
1: You're going to have do you, one in that top four that might not Do you okay, not, I, 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 do you not to know
0: say, four <laughs> Premier League teams? I, I would say. <laughs> just pick four. I, okay, pick four. Okay. <laughs> top of the league is going to be Man City. Second place will be Manchester. Arsenal just beat them by the by. Yeah, that's fine. Manchester United will become second. Liverpool third. Arsenal sixth.
2: (laughs) 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 All right, Dazzy. I'm going to go for Chelsea to win it. Really? Stick my neck out here and go for Chelsea. And I'm going to go for Manchester United second. Totten, third. Ooh. Man City, fourth. Oh, I can't do- give you Liverpool, Joe. can't do it. <laughs> no, can't, you do, can't it. do it.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. It's incredible that neither of you put Arsenal in your top four. It was... Jeff makes a joke every every week that they're always in the top four, but you neither know, of you put them in the top four. So that's because yeah. I haven't followed. That's interesting. I, haven't, that's I haven't kept that's up. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm just throwing stuff So out there. Arsenal will go from second place, mind you, Do you think season, they're winning it this year, Drake? To winning it this year. Like, you, is that your heart or your head? Oh, man, it's my heart and my head. <laughs> it's the same Fair thing. Fair enough. It's the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. There's a joke in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, there yeah. is. But Arsenal first... Uh, I don't think any of you Muppets are going to be close. Um, uh, okay, that's not fair. Manu will be second. Uh, then. Today? Okay, okay, Liverpool, and then. I'm not putting Tottenham in top four, so I'll go Chelsea in top <laughs> you four. You can't do that, right? Uh, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, go on, JP. But that's a, uh, b- it's so boring. Top four in Premier League. It's like anyway, a ro- go ahead. It's
3: like, a roi- it's like a royal
2: rumble. <laughs> a lot, yeah, it feels like It really is yeah. this year. You
3: no, know, you know yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go um, Man City, and that's just with my really odd love affair with Pep, I guess, <laughs> and my bromance with with Pep Guardiola. Um, I've got to go Man City first, and. Uh, I think I think you'll see a bounce back from Chelsea. I think there's so much quality there that just didn't perform. So I'm going to give them a second. Oh yeah, it's really tough. I've got yeah. to go Liverpool third this year. I, I think that I, I this is going to be. Uh, I think one, we're a year away from winning it with Clope until he gets his actual players. That we've got to get rid of about seven players yet and bring in some so, new ones. So this year is not your year. No, not to win it. <laughs> not to win it. But but I do think we're Champions League quality this year. Because um, you all saw Barcelona, right? Four 0 Everyone saw that. I hope. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're third, and then I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go fourth with. Um, I'm gonna have to go United only because of, of Mourinho, and I, I just don't think Arsenal. Dre, without taking the piss, I just don't think they've added anybody yet. And uh, and the reason I've said Man United for fourth is because I still think you've not addressed your your central defending. I, yeah. I still think it's so poor. That's why I'm. Yeah, the and second. then my and I'm gonna call it right now. Leicester will not finish top 10. No. I am calling it You're that top Cinderella 10, eh? story is top 10. over. There was no, there's no yeah. sequel to Cinderella. Yeah. It was a one-off,
2: yeah. and that's what it's going to be. Kante yeah. was a huge player. Yeah. And for me, Chelsea's defense last year yeah. was normally solid. And Hazard was out of form, their best player. But for me, Kante and Matic, you can have Fabregas in there that will just strengthen up the whole defense. Yeah, You've got a lot of experience mm-hmm. in the defense still. And then I know Hazard, if he can play the way he did in, in one of the games for Belgium in the Euros, yeah. you know.
3: And a manager, where players will be too scared not to perform. Yeah, rumors <laughs> yeah, were
2: that crazy. Arsenal was trying to sign all of Leicester. Yeah, pretty
1: um, much, but they failed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they lost <laughs> out. Well, and
3: I will say, this, I just want to make one more comment quickly. deep dub story, and this is because uh, you know Tommy Weldon Jr. and Tommy Weldon Senior. are Everton fans. You know, of course, our own Anthony Bent. Uh, is an Ars- is a Everton fan? Did I say Arsenal. I meant Everton. You meant yeah. Everton? You yeah, they're Everton, Everton fans. So, so let me say it now: that Everton will be battling relegation. Wow! Yeah, Ooh. horrendous. All right, yeah. and yeah. and yeah. on that note, we
0: will uh, leave the, the we'll, we'll leave <laughs> leave the EPL alone for a little while here. They they are playing this weekend. When we come back, NASL roundup: week that was and the week that will be. This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of F.C. Edmonton. And we're back, F.C. Edmonton's official podcast, Rabbit Radio. Here from First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton, get your best beverages, get your best food, get all the best. Great service. Great service. Sarah's taking good care of us tonight, as do all the youngins that work here. It's yeah. uh, it's a fantastic place. Absolutely. Fun to come. Fish tacos, Jeff, tonight? Fish tacos. Guinness. Yeah. Guinness yeah, was Guinness good. good. Yep. You fish had fish tacos, tacos as fish well, though. Yeah,
2: really good.
0: You had your roast beef on a bun or whatever it was, shredded beef on a bun, shredded something. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled, everything. Pulled,
3: pork. pulled everything. <laughs> he pulled everything yeah. right pulled off, the except for the, the bun. <laughs> yeah, hold the bun, hold the veggies. Yeah, great. Yeah. I,
0: I had yeah. the steak bites. Steak bites were good in my grapefruit beer. Yeah. yeah. I've had a Jimmy, couple of those. Jimmy's
3: rocking the Coke tonight. I think that's class number five. Is that a rum and coke or just the soda? No, just no that's soda. just
0: soda. Jimmy's uh, yeah, honestly, crazy, Jimmy's bro. been a good guy. He's on a mission. He's yeah, doing well. Right. I'm, I'm what, proud of you, buddy. What's his mission? You're on a mission. <laughs> sobriety? <laughs> that's not a mission. Yeah. No, it's it's not about sobriety. It's a court order. It's not about sobriety. <laughs> 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 Anyways, let's move on. We have got to talk about the North American Soccer League yeah. week that was crazy week. That was. it was a crazy week though. So, so let's yeah. let's throw it right away to uh, the scores and
3: what we thought of the games. Are we going to do scores first, or are we going to do the uh,
0: craziness? Oh, okay. No, no, you're right. Yeah, we're going to do the craziness. So, uh, this past week, there have been a couple of changes at the helm of some of the clubs. That's right. Uh, Rayo OKC... Uh, their man at the helm, JP's favorite man at the helm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I've been waiting all <laughs> podcasts for you to just start this uh, conversation, man. But yeah. he
3: wasn't actually... But he's Canadian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he wasn't
3: actually fired. So is Howie so, Mandel. Yeah, nobody likes yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, um, I, I think what's amazing about that is uh, they fired everybody. Yeah. Like, they fired their grounds crew. They, they <laughs> fired their office people, all the staff. They fired half of their fans. Like, they fired <laughs> everybody. So, well, when the parent team gets relegated yeah. uh, in Spain, <laughs> and so they're, I imagine there's a massive revenue loss with that. <laughs> it's like, um, where is the, um, Yeah. you money think it would
1: be a massive revenue loss. Hey? Like, yeah. I don't think it would be BPL numbers. But, but they had American investors, right. too, did they not?
3: It wasn't. Yeah, just, uh, okay, I think I so. I well, know. even the managing company that one of the uh, big American uh, names was involved with, I, I want to say some, but I'm, I'm just guessing. Um, but one of the American management companies, consultant companies that was dealing with the, the, the running of this club, yeah. they've actually they quit. Wow. So, so they're in a bit of shambles at the moment. I, I've, there's all sorts of rumors going on there. But um, you know what? At the end of the day, though, Allen will find another job. Of course, and, he you know will. he's won a championship. Yeah.
1: So, but also you have to keep in mind. I mean, I'm looking over your shoulder here, JP, at your computer yeah. screen. And, uh, Ryo's not doing so bad. No, no, I mean, they're, they're they're in, little, they're they're in, in the, the thick of it. They're you know? This, is, a good team. So this they're is strictly, like you say, this is strictly coming from the parent club.
3: Yeah. It seems like what are they? Yeah. Three
0: points from the four points from the yeah, top.
3: Yeah, I think the uh, the fact that the fact that Alan Marcino's not there anymore has nothing to do with what he's done with the team this I agree. year I because agree. they're playing good football. They're they're challenging for a playoff spot. Uh, they're challenging for the fall title. Yeah. They're challenging for a playoff spot. So this isn't a coaching uh, problem. No, not like the next no. one we're going to talk about. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, this isn't a coaching problem. Th- yeah. this, is, uh, this is a difference in philosophy. with The management team that's come in from Spain apparently on visitor visas, so that's wonderful. We're going to yeah. come in on a three on a three-month visitor visa and fire everybody. Or three-week visitor visa, and anyhow, it's ridiculous. Yeah. What I will say though is this individual they brought in, uh, Gerard Noose, and I apologize if I've if I've butchered the last yeah. name, but but he comes with a pretty stocked resume. Uh, this this uh, coach, so all I know is most
1: recently from Ghana, right? As a video analysis for for the, Ga- the Ghanaian assistant coach
3: um, to Avram Grant, yeah. who who is does right? he knows well from Portsmouth? Okay. Wasn't he wasn't he also the technical director yeah. of the parent club? Uh, he worked at their, acad- their academy, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Can I just say? Can I just get a quick question in to, to Daryl? Yeah, yeah. Be my because I, I've been oh, Is he still him, here? I've been oh, calling oh, him yeah. Dazzy quite a bit. And <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to explain where that comes from, by the way? Because it's your fantasy. It's your fantasy league team, and our in our team league.
2: So Dazzlers is, is the name you always use. But where, so where does it come from? Um, it comes from playing golf with my dad's friend. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I have one good, I have one good round, and he started calling me the Dazzler. And ever since then, I've just renamed the fantasy <laughs> league you can go. Yeah, that's the Dazzler. Right. That's, that's where it comes. I love it. You, you know that
3: there is going to be one of these tifos from the uh, supporters group coming out pretty soon with the Dazzler, the Dazzler. and I can't imagine what the graphic's going to look like. Yeah. Dazzy, yeah.
2: but it'll be good. they yeah, to right. call me. <laughs> Bobby Dozler or something. Oh, uh, that's brilliant. He's all, right. Home, all, right. all right. Yeah. 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 Um, okay.
3: So then, so that's OKC. And, and again, um, but another vacancy's opened up. Uh, yeah. You know, Jacksonville. So Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Right.
0: Jacksonville. Mr. Miola is toast to yeah, He's toast.
3: Yeah. yeah. And
1: that was a firing. That wasn't uh
0: No, that I'm, was a I'm straight leaving. up firing. So that yeah,
3: wasn't a difference of opinion. From that players was that a, have come
1: from that club yeah. that I've spoken with, that's not a surprise at all. Yeah. It, it's not a surprise at all. Yeah. I, I, going, I don't think they've had a
3: great history of of of, of really. I think it's like their fourth, or fifth. Like there, their fourth or fifth. It's like their fourth or fifth yeah. manager. You know, there's all sorts of things that factor into it. It's yeah. it's whether that it's whether the players that are on that team that were already on that team fit the manager's style. Is does the manager have time to mold a team into into their view? Because we've been lucky here. You know, and obviously I was here the year before Colin came in and I was kind of ushered into the, the assistant manager's job from Joe Petroni. So Colin was stuck with me mm-hmm. that year. But but the fact that Tom has allowed Colin and, and of course, myself to uh, do what we're trying to do over four years, uh, even though results weren't always great at the beginning, is unheard of. And, and maybe it's a situation sometimes where managers see the chance at a club to, to build what they want to build. And I, but,
0: I, I, you know. I have to say that if you if you're not given the opportunity to at least be given a vision of a five-year plan because it takes five-year plan i'm telling yeah, you it absolutely. takes you five years to change the culture to yeah. change the players out and to get people to start buying in mm-hmm. to the direction you want to yeah. go as a manager i see it's it, it it shaking
1: his head yes because well. right. yeah. yeah. if, yeah.
0: if you if you come in and you just start making changes and you're out there's
1: zero continuity but for Five years. I mean, I can't even I, remember anything I've done for five but years. But what Chase. I'm
0: saying is if you come in with that's a vision true, of true. that, if you come into an ownership group that's looking to hire you on, you have to have a five-year plan. Whether you only get a three-year contract, you have to express to them, this is what the vision is this is well, how long is that, it's going is that to take, like uh, and this is, is that like creating a
1: budget that you're gonna give yourself a lot of room to grow in uh, and, and just knowing that you have actually three years here to accomplish this goal is that what you're that is that why you're saying five five years I don't know in any professional sport that that's difficult all, that I've, I've been yeah. lucky
0: enough to go into two different actually three different um, uh, pro teams in Europe. Scotland. I got to spend time at Dundee United. I got to spend time at uh, where else? Southampton. A little bit. And, and I got to spend some time in oh, in good <laughs> <Getting league>. memories. <laughs> I'm just, no, no, no. <laughs> it's just it's, I'm trying to think. here and It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. All it's all just, the, shout the, it, yeah.
1: shout it, shout it out it's loud. It's the great Beer
0: kicking in. Bottom line is, all the staffs that I spoke to, the gaffer came in with a five year plan. Right. That they wanted to to mold to to change that first team and the players then and then to try and structure it all the way down to your youth level, so that you eventually, when you start bringing players through they 're all ready
1: to play for that first team, or at least have an opportunity to play for that first team I just think it 's more on the on the uh, that 's great coming from the manager your five year plan looks good, you plan on being here for five years. Does the owner have that same uh, mindset? And I feel like owners, generally speaking, have much more of an itchy trigger finger. Uh, at least we're seeing that in the NASL. There's not a lot of longevity in coaches other than Colin Clark and Colin. You have to be named Colin in order to stick around. <laughs> yeah. well,
0: I, I think you also have to have vision yourself and see, you know, uh, see it coming. And I know that, the, that Tom's own growth in this game and, and Dave... Fath's growth in this game, as far as their knowledge base and stuff goes, that's a very good point. Has really blossomed yeah. and become something. That's so a they very can good point. they can see and understand the vision, and being good business people, you're bound to allow that vision to. To prosper uh, that, in, that in some ways.
3: We are... I mean, this society in general is an immediate gratification society, totally, sure. Totally, And when ownership has that same mentality, then, then what manager has a chance? So, exactly. you know, you've got clubs that spend millions and millions of dollars on youth academies. Mm-hmm. But if your manager is... If you're changing managers every year because they're not winning, they're not in the final four, they're not making the playoffs, then what manager is going to utilize... That academy, because mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. So, so if we're talking about, so again, we've been fortunate here with, with the support of Tom and Dave Fath that we've been able to keep these jobs to the length that we've had them. Mm-hmm. But because of that trust from Tom and Dave Fath, we're also able to play, you know, a Shemit Shom for the minutes that he's played. You're you're able to introduce some of the young players that have been introduced, like Alan Zves and Milan Roberts in the past, uh, Hanson when he was here coming off the bench. But if you're if you're worrying about your job year in and year out, or in some cases in the NASL week in and week out how can you possibly play young players? How can you possibly take a chance to know you you have to win games? And when when that's the only mentality of you have to win now, uh, young players will never get a chance. And, you know, it's odd because I I read a lot of the forums and, you know, a lot of the fans and whatnot, and, and, you know, some of the punters out there talk about, oh, he doesn't play young players or this, or no young players are playing. Well, no, you're in the business of winning games at this level. And when the managers Mm -hmm. always ring about their job, then you understand why sometimes young players aren't necessarily playing as many minutes as you'd want.
0: I was just going to say, I, I also think it takes time to put those puzzle pieces together in the right order. And sometimes you're hoping it happens quicker than it yeah. you know, sometimes does. Yeah. Uh, and, and for those uh, coaches that just can't put that puzzle together after you know nine months... Uh, that's a different ball of wax. Yeah. Uh, but if you can start to see, and if you have that vision again, to see, well, yeah, and they're just missing this one element of this, it, it eventually comes together if you're given the time to, sure. to, to work with
1: it. I, I just have the sneaking suspicion, though, that something will change in the NASL specifically. I'm not saying North American football, but NASL anyway. And we actually come to grips with ourselves being a development league. And the priority being put on your academies and selling players on, moving them on to bigger clubs, Mm -hmm. um, bigger leagues around the world. Because uh, we just finished talking about uh, Rayo OKC having to get rid of all their uh, coaching staff, technical staff, everybody, uh, because we assume their parent club has been relegated and money is an issue. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that more and more clubs in ASL are going to start to realize that money is kind of important. You want to make some of it. Of course. Um, and the one real way to do it here, because we're not talking about 30,000-seat stadiums. We're talking about five to 10,000-seat stadiums, oh. where even if you sell it out, you're struggling to break even. Yeah. I think the model start, is going to start turning towards selling players on and the successful clubs who are developing young, talented players that they, they are going to make hay in the future. That's my opinion. I, mm-hmm. think, yeah. I think that's the way we can uh, see the NASL going.
3: I, I think there's, uh, there's 100% a part of that I, 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 I believe and I agree with Dre. I, I think there's a separation of the development academy uh, versus saying it's a developmental league. Like USL Pro for me is a developmental league and um, I don't mind saying, like, the Cincinnati's that draw 20,000 and the, the, the Sacramento Republic's, why they would stay in a developmental league is beyond me. Why they wouldn't want to come into the NESL and play Division Two football, competitive football, is shocking. Um, that league is an MLS... Is an MLS, feeder. a development it's a league. league. Well, That's what it is. That's I don't even think it, league, you'd call right? it a
1: feeder league. I a don't development, know yeah, how it's, many it's players strictly, actually um, move up to the MLS from that league.
3: Yeah, well, and I think time will tell. It's new. Time will tell on it's that. In yeah. I think it's good for Canadians that the three MLS teams are doing it. It's great, but let's call that league what it is. It's a developmental league for the MLS academies. Our league is different, and I think the NASL and the league itself with the first teams is very much a competitive league and win now. And, um, and then wanting to just bring a player and sell a player from your first team, I think, is not the way the league wants to go. Because mm-hmm. uh, we want to challenge. I mean, look at our team. You know, And, you, Jay, you know better than anybody. We're right there. I mean, we are so close to beating the Whitecaps in the Amway Championship. We are so close to beating the TFCs, the Montreal Impacts in the Amway. And we're going to do it. You know, I don't mind saying in the next year Absolutely. or two, we are going to beat one of those teams and we're going to play in the final. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's how close our first team is to these teams. Yeah. Yeah. Now, our development academy, which Tom and Dave fund, that program that, that program needs to sell a player. That program needs to develop a player to move on to another level, certainly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the league's about. But I, I just want to just quickly tie up this whole thing with um, the, the Mayola firing. Yeah. And because I actually thought that, that the hiring of that individual was a disservice to coaches in, in North America that have actually you know, put in sweat and tears and time and hours developing their game and developing their coaching credentials, uh, taking their courses, spending time here and there. And I, the I think Marcin has paid his dues yeah, at the end of the day. And I, right? I, don't,
0: I don't think the Miola thing was about his credentials.
3: I think it was more well, we about. Well, didn't have any, is my point. It, that's it. That's and my point, you're, and your he, they hired was a all man PR. With no coaching. It was all PR. That's Aaron a P. PR decision. He's an ex very good player fantastic international but what we're talking about an individual has no coaching experience and i and i yeah. compare him to marcina who's paid his dues he was an assistant to hankinson uh so he had a, a good mentor as well yeah. he's won a championship um this is a different philosophy there that, that they went a different way but mm-hmm. but the mayola thing for me yeah i'm fine with that because yeah. at the end of the day there's a lot of managers with experience looking for work that have legitimate experience yeah. uh, but they don't have a name
0: yeah True enough.
3: These are the ones to give a chance to yeah. well, And this guy that they've
1: replaced him with Seems like yeah. he's got it Yeah.
3: Let's uh, let's get to the scores though okay. Scores of last right. week Okay, so we'll go through quickly then If you want to make any uh, rude comments, feel free <laughs> uh, Jacksonville at home Drew 2-2 against Carolina And that's with the new coach at the helm? Uh, mm, no Oh, no, that was his last game uh, uh, it, Oh, it was the day after that, that okay. he, uh, Very good Yeah. Any comments? No, we're good with that it man. goes
1: out on a draw. Eh, yeah. you know, it's a weird way to end his career, but yeah. kind of just, it's monotone almost. Yeah. Like just, okay, I guess I'm fired. Hadn't
3: they, gone, yeah, anyway. six <laughs> g- they
0: had gone six games without a win, though, at that point? Is that, yeah, so I'm it? Yeah. I'm is. pretty sure. That'll okay. do it.
3: Um, Indy with another last gasp uh, winner over no uh, kidding, Ottawa, man.
1: 1-0. No kidding. No, I honestly thought that, okay, 0-0, uh, nil, nil, great. We yeah. called the win, though. Yeah, well, but when, when I was watching, yeah. I, tu- I turned it off before it... Yeah. Or did
0: we all before go... <laughs>
3: we, all go remember, we never bring our, our notes with us. We all went Indy, I think yeah. on that. We all okay. went okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Puerto Rico losing a home to your very own FC Edmonton. Yes. it's fantastic. That and that was, was their first home loss, I believe. First home
1: loss. Yeah, I think so.
3: Um, yeah. And it might be their only home loss. That That is, uh, as you tough. can jump in here, it's tough. that is a tough place to play.
2: Yeah, it was tough. Um, there was a lot of rain. The pitch was heavy. You know, the last time we played on grass was away to Jacksonville. So right. we had to adjust very quickly. And Puerto Rico is a tough team. They mm-hmm. will take points off a lot of teams, especially at home. Yeah, and yeah. They're a hard-working team. Yeah. And the teams that are not up for the graphs. They go down there, we'll, we'll surely get beat And you've seen that in the first few games Yeah, that's right For us, we went down there, you know we were like We're up for the graft, we'll give you a fight Yeah, And thankfully we came out on top with three points yeah. you know, yeah. So that was the main thing We'll go in there, it was long travel It was a tough game We got the 1-0 win And then we come back and, and we're back at home on Sunday
3: yeah, it's a character. It's a character test. Totally. That playing at that facility in that environment—that's a character test. Yeah. And we know we'll come out on top of that all the time when it comes to character of, of a team of players. Uh, anyone else? We'll see.
1: Yeah. I've got a quick question about it. Sorry if we have time. D Dub is Whitbread, the the manager there. He just seems to be like the right kind of guy for that kind of team. Just a meat
3: and potatoes kind of guy. Am I right? I mean, he's been around this league a little bit. Yeah. Nice guy. He invited us in for a pint after the game, the gaffer yeah. myself. So I always like a manager that will do that. So he's in my good books. Yeah, all well, righty-me. Well, yeah, go. great. Okay, well, yeah. fair enough. Next up after us. Um, Tampa winning at home, 2-1 over Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Yeah, okay. There you go then. We're really excited about that result. Um, <laughs> he's cutting all of this, isn't yeah. Yeah. DW,
1: DW's
0: looking at the clock yeah. and going,
3: hmm, okay. All right, then. Um Many losing at home, 4-0 that was, to Miami. That was yeah. unreal.
0: But you know what? We've been talking about Miami and the players yeah. they brought in, and there's going to be a changing of the guard there in Miami for I sure. I think the
1: bigger story, though, is is Minnesota. They're,
0: they're, they're so flip flop. They are inconsistent like you wouldn't believe. For
1: me, I thought they were going to be the team we were chasing this year. I thought they were going to... They're, they're, they need to make hay. well. We've, we've talked about it many times. We play,
0: we play them this weekend coming up, so it's yeah, yeah. that's going to be a
3: that's going They dog still fight. might be that team, yeah, right. There's still a lot. Of, there's still well, a lot you're just of football left for it to click in. Yeah. yeah, they're a good side. You know what? They uh, we saw that when they came here and played us oh, for sure, and we were poor that day, but yeah. they were very good as well. So yeah. you, you combine the two, and it was uh, it was. They were uh, very a, a good. good that it was, was a have to give day. them some credit yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, so it's a good side. They're coming in here. Well, we'll get to we'll get to the preview soon, but but Miami. We called it. We've been saying it for a few weeks now. I thought they've, they've they bucked the norm because they're spending big money. But that's what world football does. I mean, right. and they've got world football management. Yeah. So they're doing things that are normal to them. They had weaknesses. They solved it by buying fixes for those weaknesses. Uh, and that's what this league's designed to do. So we can't criticize a, uh, a league where the owners themselves set it up to be a free market system, where they they choose themselves whether or not they want to buy a player, don't buy yeah. a player, and what they want to pay them. Yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but yeah, yeah,
1: no, it's a it's a longer discussion. So we'll move on.
3: Okay. Uh, we'll get to that next week, maybe. Yeah, we'll bring for it up sure, it's sure. yeah, because you're gonna bring it back the memories of the old of it's the, the old NESL. It's, you, know, yeah, you know, you know. So okay, uh, New York, um, drawing a home against Rail one-one uh, with that. uh, that's the new manager's debut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Cosmos
1: are just struggling, just straight up struggling, and, and, and you know, in the big scheme of it, we, yeah. you, you think just like we thought or I thought Minnesota would be up there at, at the end of the year. And New York's still up there. I'm not saying they're not, but, but mm-hmm. not the typical New York Cosmos. Yeah, that we're the fall used season
3: to. they're on 14 points. Uh, us and of course India are, are tied for first. We have a game in hand on India and the Cosmos. We're both at 16. I had two wins um, against the Cosmos
1: already this yeah, year. Uh, two no, wins. We're taking
3: the season series against the Cosmos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very Thanks good. to Dazzy's heroics in the yes. 92nd minute. Yes, right. and a little bit of help out of Sandy yeah. Rowe. Yeah. Yes. So, but that's uh, that's last week's results. Um, Again, I think there's some great results for FC Samuelson because it's uh, that, you know, if the top teams keep winning, if the New Yorks keep winning, and if the, uh, the Indies keep winning at this point, so be it you know but, but can the if we want the tampas and the, and the minnesotas and the and the Raos, for our benefits keep losing sure yeah. and you type right?
1: over to the combine i think you have it on the combine and you see that you're creating a bit of a gap between the fourth place and and us yeah. right yeah. and we need that you need that, that cushion. cushion that cushion oh, i tell you it always comes into play the very last couple of games of the
0: season yeah. if yeah. you don't have that cushion Anything yeah. can happen. Anything yeah, can happen. Right. Then it's okay. a toss of to the coin. You don't want to yeah. get to that coin toss. Yeah. Well, let's get right into okay. the week that's coming up then.
3: Yeah, and here's where he, uh does. If you've not heard the show before and you probably haven't, that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so here's where we, we'll make our predictions on the game. So you feel free to predict win-loss tie. If you want to stay out of it, you can as well. So there's no pressure on you. We'll have a go. He's going to have a go. He's going to have a go. So Ottawa is hosting Jacksonville. Start with D-Dub and work our way out. I'm, g- I'm going to go Ottawa yeah, with this do, one. Do you want to give a scoreline? Are you brave enough? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, you know, scorelines just don't matter to me at the All moment. Right a win's three points, whether it's 1-0 or Okay, so
2: you're going Ottawa. Ottawa. I'll go Ottawa.
1: Yeah. Ottawa. He was going to throw a score out there. It's Ottawa at home, right? You said yeah. that? Yeah. Ottawa yeah. at yeah. home. At Ottawa at home. Yeah. I, I just don't think the, the new manager in Jacksonville is going to have the rain on the guys yet. Not so, yet. So, no. uh, uh, yeah, I'll take Ottawa on that one.
3: I'm going to go uh Draw.
1: Wow. Zero zero. Lackluster performance by Ottawa then? Just zero zero. Okay, fair enough.
3: Yeah, zero zero. I mean, I think Ottawa has scored uh, in the fall season, they've scored seven goals in seven games. Um, Combined, they've scored 16 in 17 games. I mean, I guess we shouldn't say a lot. Yeah, Yeah. we've scored 16 (laughs) as well. Move on, move on. Yes, (laughs) next. But but our 16 is worth 33 points. Ah. Yeah, Yeah, Ottawa's 16 is worth uh, 18 points. Uh So, sorry to bring that up. Uh, New York is hosting Tampa. Oh, man. should be a
1: good one.
0: I, I'm it's gonna, supposed to be a good one. I'm going to say a draw on that one.
2: I'm going to go for a New York win. Are oh, you? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Tampa with Joe Cole
3: putting the team on his back. Okay. I'm going to go tie, That A draw. Yeah. A tie. A draw. Two draws. Yeah. Two draws. Yeah. How's okay? that
1: fence feeling,
3: eh, boys? Carolina is hosting uh, Puerto Rico.
1: Hosting Puerto Rico Hosting I, I'm I going Puerto
0: Rico in this one Yeah Yeah
1: really?
2: Yeah. I think if Carolina have a few of their players back Yeah I would have to fancy Carolina But I'll go for a draw Okay Is every game going to be a draw this week? I'm going Carolina I'd pick one
1: draw Okay <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. Get out! <laughs> that was loud. will um, oh, edit, edit that. The sound dials down. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to go Carolina. I mean, they're a good team at home. That's right. right. They're a team they're at home. good team That's at home. Right. That's yeah. right. Uh, Indy is hosting Rayo. Oh, I,
0: I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, residual in the Rayo camp, so I'm
3: going to go Indy. Okay.
0: It's not, not like I'm you're not,
3: taking the underdogs there. I'm not actually sure what you just meant, but there's <laughs> a little bit of residual. <laughs> no, I, just, the, I uh, just meant from the camp, but, I just yeah, meant
0: yeah. From, from Marcina leaving, everyone. Yeah. I'm sure players in their locker room are going to be thinking, well, what the hell's going on here? All these guys leaving, everyone's been fired. Yeah, we got a new guy in here, but. They drew the first game in New yeah. York with the new guy.
1: I uh, will see. I like how uh, we'll JP's see. trying to convince you that no, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's picking the same team as you. I'm are. just looking at the, I'm just <laughs> looking at the clock. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go for an easy win for Indy. Uh, yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with those two on this one, JP. I'm
3: going rail. What? Yeah. yeah, I am. Take a chance. Get out yeah, of yeah, dodge. I'm going rail. Take a chance. Wow. Take a chance. I, a chance. I, I think I think <laughs> rail's actually. I, I think right? rail's got a decent side. Yeah. Yeah, I think they got a decent side. So. If they can figure out how to play, too a game, much say, news, uh, 1960s.
1: too much news going on, on and about them. I think it's if you can figure out exact. how to
3: play against the 1960s, four four two, you'll be all right. <laughs> uh, terrible. And? Uh, Miami's hosting Fort Lauderdale. Uh, well, should we talk
1: about their new signing?
3: Yeah. There yeah. You go. Good segue. Uh, so <laughs>
0: Fort Lauderdale uh,
3: has just signed a, an Italian international. Yeah. Well, he's not actually um, a current. He, he is uh, Brazilian-born, okay. Uh, but he's played in, in Italy his entire life. Mm-hmm. Was he, uh, did he play for the? Uh, yeah, he he played for their. Play for the Azuri, his yeah. One cap for Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One okay. cap. Yeah, uh, Amore, Amore. Am I saying that right? Amore, uh, Amare, are you in Amore. love with him? Doesn't that what that means? Amore, I Amare. am sorry, you're not. Yeah. If there's one thing I do not support, it's Italian football. I can assure you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going Miami. Are we just gonna bypass? Yeah, I'm bypassing. Uh, for me, him. you can yeah. have a conversation
0: about him. I don't think he's going to make a difference.
3: He is. Uh, what a career! You know, he's. Uh, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page, so hopefully someone's correct on this. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but what a list of teams he's played for: uh, Chievo, Palermo, Juventus, uh, on loan at Parma, Fiorentina, Parma again. Uh, Ter- his last team was Torino. Um, I mean, 90 career goals for Chievo, 52 career goals for Palermo, 71. Oh, no, that's appearances. That's appearances. I take all that back. Yeah, he, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> he's nothing. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Joe, he's actually scored. No, oh, no, he's got 23, 23 career goals for Palermo, 17 goals for Juventus. But we're talking one of the top levels. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, what, the eighth best league in the world? <laughs> About that, one of the top ones. But for me, he's in
2: for a shock. If the game's at Miami with our pitch, i yeah. haven't got a very good pitch, yeah. and you know yeah. he's been playing in nice pitches his whole career. And yeah, once he steps foot on that pitch, if it's his first game, then you know he's in for a bit of a shock there. You know, that's uh, yeah, uh, right. There's people yeah. are going to be chipping at him. Yeah. There's time, an, ad- an adjustment
0: period for all the guys when they come in new, especially when they're coming from Europe to here. I mean, I know it was adjustment for
1: you, right, coming into yeah. North America. Yeah, Everything's was, different. Food, everything. Sure. So, You're staying at a
3: hotel for the first two weeks. Exactly. You, know, you can't get your life straight yet. So. I think just the pace of the league, the, the athleticism of North American football. Maybe the physicality kind of, of it, too. The physicality right? of it. Yeah. There, there's some serious physical specimens at play in North American football. Yeah, and that comes from their college days yeah. and the, the emphasis on weights. and. Agreed. Yeah. So um, did you did you say who you were going to go? I'll go throw? for Miami,
0: Der- yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. After all, uh, after Miami, all that, it's, it's Miami. Miami. Yeah. After all that, it's yeah. Miami.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 36-year-old Amore is uh, who scored one goal since 2014 is probably not going to make a difference in this game. But <laughs> okay. well,
1: huh? well, we sure did They're talk about, sure about it. a hot <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, And then the final game, of course, is us hosting Mini. I am
1: won uh, going FCE on this one, obviously. Mm-hmm. No prediction on this one
0: for yeah, no prediction. Yeah.
3: Uh, I'm
1: predicting it. We're going to win. No yeah. problem.
3: I don't predict either. Uh, what I do predict is a fantastic game. You've I got, think it'll be a good game too. You've got a too. team that has that has drawn and, and, and lost its last two games uh, versus a team that uh, that got spanked by by Minnesota. They're the only—I mean—they're the last team to beat us at home, mm-hmm. and they they embarrassed us at home. So we owe them something in this game. I know, the, I know the players, Dazzy, certainly yeah. You certainly—you guys are talking about it, thinking about it. So what a game it's going to be! Yeah. And hopefully, fans pack the stadium to support number yeah. one, Come a first-place team. Come out and this, this is. I mean, we talk about Ottawa being a derby, but for me, Minnesota's a derby. Yeah, they're closer than Ottawa. Yep. for us, this is for me yep. the derby. And let's, and, you and know, let's the f- supporter groups tried to start that. You well, know. we had it the flyover cup. The flyover the cup. Flyover cups, so right. if let's, we uh, we need a win here to have a chance to get that. Uh, let's. And, and as you said, with pack on the
0: stadium, friends and family packs. Twenty bucks gets you into the game. Can't beat that. Hot you know. dog, pop. The enjoyment of the game. The you can't beat that for, for professional sports no, in this city. not at all. You cannot so, come close to yeah. beating that. Let's so. fill the stadium, guys. Let's come, come on down come and on uh, and and see us play. It's a, it's a fantastic outing, a fantastic day waved will wave to you in the crowd
1: if you show up.
0: He I'll promises. he will sign
2: for you after the game, take pictures, whatever every you want. There you go.
1: 5,000 people in stand. Yeah. you wave to every single one of them. Yeah, he'll date your daughter. <laughs> Whoa. We need
3: Whoa. him Whoa. to do it. Oh, Tina sorry. might to say about that. That's just jokes, Tina. Hey. By the way, just quickly. Yeah. Fire away. Uh, small world. But my mom's family is from the same city that Tina's from. The same town. City. Wow. Get out of here. Uh, yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. So there you um, Another small little note. Daryl bought me rum. Uh, from Puerto Rico, but I've already mentioned it. But I'll mention it again because rum is just a good thing.
3: You're just doing that to rub it into Jay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? Yeah. Jay just wasn't here this morning. Drake got his whiskey say? in January
0: was it? There you go. No, no, Albert brought
1: me back something from Belfast just recently as well. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but thank you, Daryl, for your contribution. No problem. It's your turn next. But and on that alcohol I, I note, <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> uh, we're going to wind
0: things up. This has been another great edition, Daryl. I want to thank you for coming down here, buddy. Thank it's you, uh, you always fun to have you on board and. Uh, Hopefully we can get you out here again sometime. Yeah, anytime.
2: Just give me a shout and I'll be here.
0: (laughs) For Andreas and JP, uh, and thank you all for listening. Remember, tweet in. uh, Go on Facebook. um, Talk to us about questions. People you want to see on. Visitors want to see on. Um, all that kind of stuff. People are pointing the finger at Jimmy in the corner there because I forgot to mention him. Jimmy's been drinking Coke all night long. <laughs> Jimmy's and he's peed three times. He's gone, <laughs> he's
3: gone to the washroom many times. Jimmy's uh, also been glued to female beach volleyball. Oh yeah, we have That's some, why he's not paying attention beach, to beach us. volleyball in
0: the background. But uh, as I'm saying, folks, fire in the questions. Fire in who you want to hear uh, and, uh, and see on the broadcast. Um, we are now available on iTunes as well. Thank you, iTunes. Um, so you can just type in uh, FC Edmonton on iTunes, and the podcast will pop up. You can subscribe; they're free, um, rate it. and you can rate it too. You can rate the what you thought of the podcast and whether we're being, you know, true to ourselves and true I believe to you guys. We're eleven, we, we're <laughs> we go to eleven, and we're getting silly. We're digressing, so let's just. Face facts and end the show right now, okay? (laughs) Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you live from the First Round Sports Restaurant. We'll see you next week. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official
1: podcast of FC Edmonton.